What's up, what's up? Producer Russ here. Full disclosure, no, we don't have any technical issues, but we are giving you a warning because this is a three-hour episode. Our guest sat down with us for three hours and we just talked about everything, but don't let that scare you because we are going to turn this into a two-part episode. That's right. So you have part one now and then you have part two coming out next week. So right now we're ramping up for the CrossFit Open, CrossFit Cedar Park, and CrossFit 2222. We are going to tear the house down in the coming weeks and we will give you full highlights as we record other podcasts with other past guests that you've heard in season one because they will be competing in the CrossFit open this year 2021 is going to be huge for crossfit cedar park and crossfit 2222 and of course it's going to be huge for the mad cast podcast enjoy this episode What's up, everybody? This is Big Dave here. Welcome to the Mad Cast Podcast. Russell, what's going on, dog? I'm back. We're, We're back. back. <laughs> We're back face to face. I know. <laughs> we didn't have last time we were in the. We did this in the snow apocalypse. Yeah, and you zoomed in, which yeah. I thought sounded really good. I yeah. listened back to it in post, and I really liked the element that we had you on the phone and yeah. that whole story. And it was it was awesome, even though it was what it was. Uh, I really enjoyed how it sounded. Yeah. And it really gave the the true feel of what it, we were experiencing. Yeah, it so. was crazy. But yeah, now it's like seventy five and beautiful. Dude, I worked out in a tank top today. Yeah, it baby. Was, it was great texas yeah right <laughs> but now i'm really glad to be back uh sitting in the box where we get to do you know the podcast face to face again and yeah. actually uh, it just feels good and to you be had back. to rush home and change and do all that stuff <laughs> well we were talking about it this week about the podcast like hey we, you know we're, we're gonna take a break because you know we're going the through open. the open yeah. and that's you're you're super busy right now with yeah, your athletes yeah. and we got a couple wires crossed i saw you i'm like all right see you and you're like oh you'll be back here right because we got a guest like Yes. He yes, was like, I, I thought that was next week. <laughs> That's what <laughs> I thought. Whatever, after the open. Exactly. But I'm glad we're here. So um, we were not dropping a podcast as of tonight, but we're going to definitely uh, promote our past athletes yeah. that are in the open. Yeah, yeah. And the episode we're recording right now is going to drop in a week's time. So we're good with I'm that. so stoked. But I think this is about to be a badass podcast. Yeah, it is. We've already kind of chit-chatted with your uh, guests. Yeah. And already I'm like, oh, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna rock. He's this awesome. One. He's yeah. awesome. Man. So I'm gonna I'm gonna shut up and let you do this introduction yeah. because this is about to be awesome. So Dave, so take my guest is a good friend of mine that I've known I don't know maybe like five years, four or five years now, and um, he's pretty much a genius, like a self 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 made. <laughs> taught genius especially when it comes to supplements he's been around in the crossfit community for a long time my guest is uh spencer what's up spence say hi hey guys thanks for having me i appreciate that that was probably uh one of the most uh awkward things to hear you know on a podcast like this dude's a genius like oh my god they just said that i gotta live up to <laughs> and my work's cut out for me. There you go. <laughs> there I love go. it. Now so let's out. start with a toast. Yes, let's start with a toast because we didn't get to do that for the last two weeks. Right, right. Oh, where it's right here. Oh, shoot. Yeah, thank you, man. So, so what, are, what are we about to toast and what are we drinking, Big Dave? So um, I went to buy – I know you like tequila. Yes. I know Spencer likes tequila and I like tequila. Yes. Um, and I went to get some Terramana, the Rocks Tequila, mm -hmm. and the sales guy said, you need to try this. It's called El Padrino. All right. And he had me taste it, and it's pretty awesome. 
So I uh, brought some for you guys to taste. So cheers, guys. Yep, cheers. Cheers. Madcast podcast. Madcast podcast. Here we go. All right, here we go. Hold on. I got to go ahead and hit it with a... Uh... Wow. 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 Yeah. <laughs> That's really good. It's smooth, right? So smooth. There's Very not a bite smooth. to it. That's really, really good. It's too good. <laughs> that'll get you in trouble yeah and the funny thing is when <laughs> i tasted it the, <laughs> I the mean, one i bought like was... i said i i majored in baseball <laughs> <laughs> which we are going to talk about we are yeah, yeah we're we gonna are. get there um I, the one i first tasted was the reposada okay and, and which i normally don't like a whole lot of darker tequilas um but that was good too and so when i went back they were actually out of those and they only had the the white well this this is silver. good mm-hmm. so like when i I I usually, I mean, like, in this type of situation, having one with you guys, no big deal. But I usually only drink when I leave the country. Okay. So um, we typically, my, my fiancé and I, we, we go to Cabo. We, we did go to Cabo, like, <laughs> two or three times a year. So it was one of those things where it was, like, um, it was an earned yeah. opportunity to do something. So, you know. I majored in baseball in college, so I got plenty of partying in. So, <laughs> you know, my take on it was if I'm going to do it, like, that would be the place where, you know, just kind of let loose. Yeah. But it didn't – it wasn't productive for me for business or, you know, training or any of that kind of stuff to drink in the in the, in the, the between time just because, right. you know, just it just wasn't in the cards. So – spacing them out and having it as like an earned opportunity or an, or an earned event i like that it made and, and it, it th- makes it better but then like when we go there like we go ham yeah and i, I like always that. drink sure. don julio 70 oh the Setenta. Wow. okay that's my that's, that's my pretty jam good. and like wh- whatever good. whatever yeah. that stuff is man that's your new jam i gotta take a picture yeah oh it's yes. pretty Save good it. and it's it, not expensive it's really good i was i, I gotta thank the guy over at um and then if it's produced uh, down in Mexico, then you don't you don't pay the same amount because you don't have the tariffs and the taxes. Nice. So you can go down to Costco and pick up stuff for almost nothing. Yeah, because you don't know he doesn't. Spencer doesn't party. He's not like a partier or any of that stuff. No, yeah. I don't. He's a worker. We're gonna he find works. out. We're gonna he find works, out about yeah. that as we go. But we are gonna crack open. Oh yeah, um, you and I. Uh, yeah, you and I, Dave. <laughs> Spencer's gonna drink your water. Spencer's gonna drink water. Uh, you're gonna crack open a what? McConaughey's. A McConaughey's, and I'm gonna do an offshoot beer. Beer Co. Uh, beer Co. So here we I don't go. know where it's a Beer double, Co. is. I don't know either, but uh, I don't uh, care. McConaughey's is Twisted X, so that's Dripping Springs. Okay, this is a double dry hopped hazy IPA, so nice. let's do it. Are you ready? Here we go. Oh, that, that sounded good. That sounded really good. I like that. <laughs> cheers, brother. Cheers. Here we go. Bink. Cheers. And cheers to you and your water. Thanks, guys. Yes. Yeah, brother. Ah. Mm. So, so this, this is funny. That's really good. I've, I've good. had this before. So I've never had this. I've never this had that. But um, this is real good. Yeah, I bought that with some. I called it Bob Marley beer because it it, it was one love. It's it, and it has the lion on the front, yeah. and that was really good. But I I couldn't find it when I went back. I like the can. The art on this is really cool. Yeah. Again, talking about a can, nobody can see on a podcast. Right, right. right. <laughs> well, and that's what I was gonna say. I'm sitting here with guys who are tatted up, and I have like one tattoo, dude. I love, I love that. You took off the hoodie, and I'm like, I love this guy. Like, yeah. He's got, all he's got on his legs. Did you see his legs? Yeah. 
No, I, I know. I did see some. You got some on your no, on I your quad. I have my whole front. Down. Oh, brother, you're, you're yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> we're good. Yeah, I'm just oh, waiting. I'm, I'm just, just waiting to get my whole back done. Plus, my back's done. Well, not all of it, but I got a big back. Like, piece. I'm going all the way down to the my knees. Are you really? Oh, yeah. Absolutely, dude. And it's the weirdest thing because like I'm I'm, I'm going to be covered in tattoos, but like I just have this thing where like I can't get tattooed below my knee. Really? I, I won't. Like it's I, the see, like I just can't. and I have a cartoon yeah. uh, type thing going on my on my right leg with like Johnny Bravo, the Powerpuff Girls, like all this down below my knee, and I want to do something on my quads and whatnot right there, like you did, but I, I have an idea, but we'll see. So I, I think I think part of it is just like business stigma. Yeah. Okay. So you know you didn't know that I had tattoos it, from the from the waist up. Yeah. Because I had a long sleeve shirt on. Right. Right. So I could go into any type of business meeting with a long shirt on and nobody would ever know. Right. So I, I kind of have that same, I think it's that same mentality with, with the going below the knee with the tattoos because I like to wear shorts. Shorts. Because I get hot. Right. I sweat yeah. a lot. So I wear shorts even when it's almost freezing outside. What about this? What about forearms? Well, long sleeve shirts. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because I could even wear a long sleeve shirt when it's hot out. Yeah. And they tend to keep you cooler anyways. Yeah. I'll just say you this, because I've been with you. You sell more X endurance when you take your shirt off. Completely off, yes. It's the <laughs> weirdest thing. It, dude, I'm not joking. Yeah. Because I've yeah. worked with him at, with, at a couple of different CrossFit events, tents or different things. He's at the tent, and then, you know, it was hot. What was that, in San Antonio? San Antonio. Yeah. A couple times. Takes his shirt off, and people start coming up. It's just Dude, weird. It's, it's the weirdest thing. So like, it up. I think they feel more comfortable with it. I think is I really I think it's yeah. Like it's you're you. like one of it's yeah. like you. It's, it's like I'm, oh, yeah. he's the more approachable. How right. I'm sitting right now with a short sleeve shirt on is yes. the, is the least productive. I get the least amount of sales. Yeah. I get the least amount of contacts. The least amount of people that will actually engage. Long sleeves, second to best. Yeah. No shirt, hands down. Yeah. It doesn't even come close. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and and I think it's just because I have so many tattoos. I think yeah. people are like, well, this dude is, he's, he's open about it's himself. Yeah. It's genuine. You're, you're genuine. So yeah. we'll go talk to this guy. Well, I mean, Ma- maybe they think you I'm are. a freak too. Yeah, and you so. really are. Yeah. yeah. So what you see is what you get kind of a thing. I like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All like right. It. So let's, let's do this. Let's start. <laughs> Humble beginnings. Humble beginnings. Where'd you grow up? Where are you from? So I was born in San Diego. Uh, parents got divorced real young. I was one. Uh, went from San Diego up to Utah. Uh, my mom then moved my brother, my sister, and myself, and I think a old Volkswagen Fox. You remember those things? Wow, a Fox? Yeah, yes, I'm pretty sir. sure we drove from Salt Lake or like the Provo area of Utah in a, in a Volkswagen Fox all the way to Sacramento. So wow. then I, I spent my younger years with a single mom and my, my siblings. Um, and then when I was going into eighth grade, my, uh, my, my dad ended up getting custody of, of my brother and I, and then, uh, cause my sister was already older and she had already, uh, got out of the house and got married and stuff. And, uh, we moved in with my dad. So it was kind of hard on my mom. It was really tough, but living in Sacramento, it was, uh, Man, it was it was rough. <laughs> like I, I used to get picked on all the time because I, I was I was the minority, right? So like I lived in the the neighborhoods. I was in the poor neighborhoods, you know. Like we were poor, yeah. You know, and so like I got picked on as a kid, 
right? White kid getting picked on all by the, the Nortenos, the Asian kids, the, you know, black kids. I mean, yeah, I was the minority, so I was the right. easy one to pick on. So, like, <clears throat> moving from that where it was, you know, I could have gone down some pretty rough paths. Um, quite a few of my friends did. Um, I followed in my brother's footsteps. I just kind of did what he did. He, he really wanted to go and live with my dad. So we moved to Phoenix, which <clears throat> easily the best thing for my future was to get out of the environment that I was in and get there. But yeah. it was a massive culture shock. Yeah. Oh, wow. Massive Absolutely. culture shock. Because uh, we, you know, my, my dad and my stepmom, they, they made pretty good money. So we went from single mom, you know, single income to two-parent household yeah. with good jobs. Right? And my mom didn't have a bad job, but it was a lot for a small family with an adult and some kids, you know? Yeah. So huge shift. Like, it was really, really, like, difficult to kind of get used to it at first because, you know, the people that I always gravitated to and hung out with, that crowd was gone. Yeah. Right? So when I got to Arizona, that's actually, like, because I played a lot of uh, high-level baseball when I was in the Sacramento area. Um, but getting to Arizona, it was, uh, was kind of like my only, like, real thing that I could do to, like, bond with people. Yeah. Was play ball. Yeah. You know, it wasn't, it's the weirdest thing. Like if I get to know you, like I'll talk your head off, but I'm actually like super quiet and more of a recluse than people would ever imagine if you get me going. Yeah. Um, so playing team sports was like, that was my interactions with, with groups, you know, like it, yeah. it wasn't really too much far out of that. I don't, like I said before, I don't watch TV shows. The only the only sports I watch, baseball periodically, uh, just because like I've had friends that still played for a long time. So if I could ever catch them playing, that I would always tune in for that. Um, but you know, I had other stuff to do. I had to work. Yeah. You know, I grew yeah. up. I didn't have anything, so yeah. I had to earn it. Um, I'm similar, man. So I I totally get that because where I grew up, we talked about this, right? Yeah. yeah. Where I grew up. Um, it was, I don't know, 90 plus percent Hispanic. And um, I'm half, but I really couldn't speak Spanish. And I mean, I was considered the pretty boy or whatever. I'm not pretty anymore, but. You know. Oh, come on. Um, but <laughs> I do have pretty hair. <laughs> I'll take that. Um, but yeah, so it, it was a tough to fit in kind of a thing. Although I learned how to how to fit in with different groups, it's funny that you you learn that sort of thing. But you it adapt. was tough at first. Yeah, yeah you, you adapt. adapt. It was, it, yeah. and actually, I think it's better for me in the long run because I have that skill. And I and it, I don't want to say I feel comfortable everywhere, but I kind of do. Like people are people. You know, you learn yeah. how to yeah. talk to this person or that person. So the biggest some tools and the biggest difference uh, for you, I want to ask, is Sacramento to Phoenix. You said it was a big culture shock right massive so you came from being kind of in the sticks or you know the rough areas of sacramento to phoenix were you when you got there did you just immediately like oh wow i'm not the minority and i'm more comfortable or did you have to like kind of find your comfort level and and group of friends outside of uh team sports so i think it shifted more to just trying to make friends you know getting out there It, it was it, it was 
you're trying to get and engage with people that they've already got their clicks. Yeah. Right. So yeah, that was that was the difficult part. That's why like the baseball stuff really was my winning ticket for having friends and interacting with people because you get put on a team and you talk to people, you yeah. talk to your teammates, you get to know them, they become family. Yeah. You know, but growing up, the minority kid, like when I was in Sacramento, it was my baseball team that I was friends with, that I interacted with because, you know, the, the time outside of ball was, was time, I was either skateboarding, which I was pretty good at skateboarding, or I was getting into into trouble or I was getting my ass kicked. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. wow. <laughs> you know, I was getting my ass kicked because I was the only white kid in the neighborhood for the most part. Yeah. Right? It sucked. Yeah. So moving from that to, you know, the just Taj Mahal in comparison, yeah. you know, perspective-wise as a child, it the the difficulties just shifted from, you know, getting beat up to now I got to try to fit in with, with crowds of people that already have groups of friends and they're already clicky and where do I blend in? So did you go from being sort of the picked on kid to being the bad kid? No, no, I, I always was <clears throat> when I moved to Arizona from, at least from what I remember or can say, I'm not sure yeah. what other people's perspective was, but I was always quiet. Yeah. Which quiet. is really funny because I do not know that version of you. Like, I, I, I feel like I know you pretty well, but I don't know the version of you where that has issues making friends with people yeah. or talking to people. And I know that, you know, in business, like, you have to put on the show. I mean, mm -hmm. I do. Like, you got to, like, hey, it's time to work. Boom, yep. turn yep. on the character. You know that's yep. also, right? And you've had to do that. If you don't know, uh, Russell is a professional wrestler. Hell and yeah. so, you know, he knows how to <laughs> turn the show on and, you know, and yeah. you have to, you do it i do it but i don't know the the version of spencer that's uncomfortable around people you know I, i'm i'm very socially awkward and a regular you know like i'm i'm not trying to get into crowds I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, and maybe it's just whereas i'm very different than that <laughs> well but, but like i would go to a, a metal concert yeah. with you or i would go to a festival with you in a heartbeat but that's yeah. because you're you're still you're still basically alone in a crowd right right yeah right it's yeah. like it's like standing in times square like yeah. you're there but you're invisible to everyone else yeah. so you're safe right nobody's paying attention to you they're paying attention to everything yeah. else yeah yeah I see that. so you really are you're alone in a crowd yeah so i have no problem with that at all yeah at all remember like, when we went to the rogue thing you know went up there to mm help -hmm. you out and then there was a festival right there in columbus and i was, He's like, where are you going? I was like, I'm going to this metal festival. And he was like, with who? And I was like, with me. Well, <laughs> and then when we first, like, w when I first came to Texas and, and started working out at the gym, he's like, yeah, I'm going to go to Florida for, uh, for something. And I was like, wait, what are you going there Rock for? Fest. And he's like, I'm Fest. going there for a metal concert. And I was like, with who? By myself. And I was like, <laughs> dude. <laughs> I was like, I would totally go with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be so much fun. But uh, yeah, we still need to go. I'm do telling that. you, when the concerts open up, we we I have mean, a, we we've got, got a crew. crew. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, hey, it's happening. They, I, they've already announced dates later in November. You know, yeah, yeah mean, for yeah. sure. Have, okay, so have you ever seen the movie uh, The Big Short? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's been a so, long time. So the but... guy that the guy that finds all the problems. Right. The one that's got the glass eye. Yeah. So I feel like him all the time 
when I'm just, you know, <laughs> that's why like the, the listening to that metal yeah. in his office, like I relate to that yeah. a bunch. Cause like, that's when I'm at my most calm. Yeah, for sure. Is when there's Same. just absolute chaos around me. It's like I'm dialed in. Same. Yeah. Same I'm, thing. I'm that way. Like, let's uh, roll. Exactly. Yeah, I'm that way. Yeah. Yeah. So like those concerts to me, it's like. Phew. If you want to change my state, there's there, and I love all kinds of music. Like yeah. honestly, like I'll put it on classical, old country, like anything, hip hop, whatever. But if you want to change my state of mind, you play metal or some punk rock. One or the other, and then all of a sudden, I get like, woo! And I loved how the vibe changed today, because we were listening to straight hip-hop during the workout, yeah. and then I walked out with the dog with Eve, and I came back in, and Slipknot was playing. I'm like, I think I could do another workout right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> like, it just hit me. I'm like, I think I want to go again. So you know we but, have themes, and for the Mad Crew, like right. Friday night, it's Heavy Metal Friday. Yeah, okay, Disco yeah. Wednesday, usually we have hip-hop's on mon- hip-hop is on Monday, and um, Tuesday's usually some form of 90s grunge or alternative, nice. something like that. So we play a lot of Pearl Jam and, and stuff like that. But Friday it. is Heavy Metal Friday. And Wade came in, and Wade was like, Dave, it's Friday. Because <laughs> the pop was going on, and I was like, "Sorry," and I put it on right away. Wait, especially Wade and Brian, they're like, "It's Friday." Even Lindsay will do that too. I love that. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Um, That's great. I want to ro- circle back to what you were saying—the fact that you, at that time in Phoenix, or I don't know if it was Phoenix, but you're in Arizona, um, that you were socially awkward. Because I think it's—I'm—I'm I'm actually already blown away because yeah. Yeah. I literally met you right before the pod. We started, and I was immediately drawn to you. Now, we have a, we have pretty good looking beards. I'm growing mine. It's gonna look dude. Really I good. have a, this is it, man. <laughs> I haven't shaved. In, yeah, but you're, dude. You're no, gonna I'm be. Indian, you're gonna yeah. be young until you're. I mean, yeah, like you won't crack. You're gonna look this same like glow. <laughs> yeah, for a hundred more years. Beautiful dude. skin. Yeah, and tone. But, uh, I, and I haven't grown anything for I don't know six or seven years. And your stash is looking good. It's that oh, collagen. Yeah. But I mean, college yeah. degrees, baby. <laughs> Every day. Yeah. Every day. I take that. But what I'm saying is like, you know, as soon as you opened your mouth and started talking to me, introduction, and then we like started just general chit chat. I was drawn. I'm like, this guy is somebody I want to talk. I mean, yeah. obviously we're talking to yeah, him. Yeah. So the fact that you're relaying this kind of information that you're like, oh yeah, I'm socially awkward and I'm quiet. And um, I mean, I'm not going to say you're an introvert, but I mean, know, like you have those tendencies. So... Man, I've got so many different like things that play into all this. It's crazy. So like my dad was a, a salesman. My dad was a food broker. Okay. Okay. So like <clears throat> what what my dad would do when we were visit him uh in the summers when we were living with my mom, and then when we uh actually moved to Arizona with him is he would do food shows. Like we do trade shows. We do we do the CrossFit games. It's a trade show. Yeah. Right? You get a booth, you set up, people walk around, you run promos, you do all that kind of stuff. Like I was doing that with my dad when I was 10, 11, 12 years old. Oh, that explains a lot. Okay. That explains okay. a lot. I did not know that. So, yeah. You know, like when you put me in that kind of setting, like that I'm that's that's been my social interaction with professionals. Yeah. Since I was preteen. Cuz when he's there, it's on. Like it's like whoop. It's yeah. so cool to see, yeah. you know, so, and I, and I learned that at such a young age and that's been how I've been able to do so well. And, and the, the various types of entrepreneurship that I've had, I've had a number of different businesses that I've owned and operated in, in, in areas that you wouldn't even believe because they're so far apart from each other. 
but it all stems back to the ability of being able to really relate with somebody, you know, ask a certain kind of question or, or figure out something that's relatable with somebody to just bring some, some of the guard down. Yeah. Right. And that's all that sales is, 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 is relatability. Right. You know, what do you and I have in common? Okay, well, that's great. We can become friends and then, okay, now tell me more. Yeah. You know, and if there's something that you offer and something that I offer and there's an exchange there, then that's commerce. That's, that's, that's real, you know, that, <laughs> I mean, that's real capitalism is you trade with me and we're happy and we're friends, you know? So like there's, everybody needs something, right? Especially in the supplement industry, especially with X endurance stuff, like, I can tell you that 100% of people out there could use at least one of the products we make. 100% of people. No question about it. Right. It's just, are those people willing to take a- enough time to look at what makes it different and which products could either replace what they have or make up for something that they're lacking? Okay. Right? But people have to be more conscious about themselves they have to ask those questions if they're just going to go buy some vitamins at costco it's probably not the person that's going to buy you know x endurance vitamins right so again it's it's having that conversation that can basically kind of get you into a certain type of funnel i guess yeah i I like where you're going with this we're jumping ahead we're definitely going to get to where where you just got to we're going to Let's, yeah. let's say that. I'm going to talk to you about touch back on that. him. Yeah, yeah we're going to touch and back it, on it has that. A lot to do with I want to go, Dave, I'm going to let you take over here in a second because I want you to ask. Uh, so I, I know where know, you're going. At what point um, did baseball become a real thing for you? Like when was baseball like, man, my, my life is baseball? Because I played ball too. And I mean, I, I, to this day, I love baseball. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's Brian showed me the other day. He was like, oh, it's opening day. UT's playing. And I was like, man, I remember going to so many opening days, you know, and I, I just love baseball. I do too. You know? <laughs> I don't watch it as much as I used to, you know, of course. But it's different. Yeah. Now too. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there's something about the game. And when you've played, like, people don't get all the, all the little, you know, the subtleties and the intricacies of yeah, what's man. going on. They're like, why did he pull that guy? Why is he doing that? And I'm like, oh, it's because of yeah. whatever. If you've played, then you see strat- all that There's a stuff. lot of strategy yeah. ba- the, baseball. The, the most common thing that, <clears throat> that people that are versed in baseball will say is I've been, you know, paying attention and actually, like, paying attention to how baseball works for however length of time, usually when they started playing t-ball. Yeah. And the common thing is I still don't know all the rules. <laughs> I still have no yeah. idea. I've never seen that before, right? Yeah. You get that at least yeah, once a sure. season. I yeah. think I've done that like, before. Yeah. You know, it's like some, some gnarly play happens and you're like, wait, I've never actually seen that before, you know? And I've been watching this stuff for over 30 years. It's and so cool. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's part, of, that's part of what draws you to that sport is. So when, did, when was it like... <laughs> Like, sort of the the centerpiece of your life. Was and, it high school? And what position did you play? Yeah. Okay. So, um, I, I know definitively that when I got to uh, Arizona, that was that was my jam. That was a, that's what I was gonna do. Uh, I got onto a uh, some really high level travel teams. Uh, 
through high school, I ended up playing on the Cub Scout team. So me and a bunch of the other prospects in Arizona, we played for various Cub Scout or uh, various pro teams. Cubs, bud, buddy, Cubs. Yeah, so various pros, oh, pro right. teams that are in Arizona, they they basically will get their scouts together. And we've had probably two or three people who are Cubs fans on the show. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, so these guys will bring basically like all the top prospects from around the state and you get put onto these teams and you get to wear their jerseys and play on the, you know, cool spring training fields and stuff like that. So, I mean, a lot of the guys that I played with, especially in that league, I mean, tons of those guys played pro ball. I got, I got buddies that like, they're, they're still like, there's a couple of them that I, I mean, I got to ask if they're still even trying to make it, but I'm, I'm going to be turning 38 and. I was gonna ask. There's a couple guys that like 38. Man, wow. they were they were yeah. they got some long. Careers. And he's ripped too. <laughs> <laughs> he's blushing. He's blushing through that beard. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the the when was baseball like that was it? So like definitively when I got to Arizona, uh, I can say that when I was in Sacramento, like it was a very big part because I was playing some uh, some some travel teams there too, and had the opportunity that I could have either gone to Jesuit High School or Christian Brothers High School, which were the two private high schools there that had really good baseball teams, but neither one of them were like really the best options for me just because where I lived and the crowds that I was starting to run around with, like it just, it was a recipe for disaster. So, you know, eighth grade when I got to Arizona and I got onto the, uh, the the eighth grade baseball team yeah and then i got to try out for the local travel team nice man it was great that that was like that was it wow. you're hooked right that was it that's i mean i would have i would have never gone to high school if it wasn't for baseball wow high school really? was so boring <laughs> holy <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny i like, loved high school literally yeah. like <laughs> it was i okay. loved it loved it it was so boring like because they they dumb it down they make it boring Right. So like every time I would go into a math class, I would just read the chapter that I was supposed to read. I would do the homework. And by the time class was over, I was already done. Right. History student of the year, junior, senior year of high school. I could see that. Like I my junior year, like I would actively debate the history teacher and we would place bets like you get a soda, I'll get a Gatorade, whoever wins. And I never lost. (laughs) Right. Oh, wow. (laughs) So. High school, like, really, if it wasn't for baseball, I would have gotten a GED and I would have gone to a trade school. Yeah. I would have instantly gone and learned a, a trade. You know, I was really interested in doing uh, lineman stuff for a long time. I wanted to do the hot sticks up in the, in the big canopies, like, real crazy stuff. Um, never, had a, never had a chance to, like, follow through with it, but that was definitely, like, that was a, a thing that I was really interested in from a really young age. And I think it's just because of how crazy it is. And you're basically like you're by yourself or with a small crew. Yeah. yeah. So that was always like a draw too. So it was <clears throat> tighter, tighter knit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So then you know? how did, um, how, tell me about going from high school to college. So playing ball in high school, <clears throat> our, our team was, so our high school was brand new. The first graduating class was in 1999. Okay. So I was a sophomore. We won the state championship that year. Okay. We had wow. a loaded yeah. baseball team. 
right? Corey Myers was on that team. He was drafted by the Diamondbacks first round, I think fourth pick overall, signed for like a million dollars and then bombed. Wow. <laughs> Train wreck. <laughs> um, I'll retract that well. We had some, we had some studs. Wow. We had some studs on that team. So like I was on JV my sophomore year, and then you know got to practice with those guys and do stuff occasionally. But that team was absolutely loaded. They were like like thirty four and six that year, or something oh, like that. They cool. were ranked top twenty in the country. I want to say it was like seventh or eighth or something like that so me moving into junior year like we had some big shoes to fill well that year we ended up going back to the state championship this was my team this was my guys the 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 local travel team that i got on when i was in in eighth grade that was us so our eighth grade travel team we basically all went to the exact same high school (laughs) we had we had we had a loaded team Right. So junior year, we go back, we lose. Okay. Senior year, we go back, we win. Excellent. (laughs) So we were 32 and three, ranked third in the nation. 2001, won the whole thing. We actually started the season two and two. And then lost some flute game kind of midway through there, and then we just won it. So you started two and two, and then you won every game except for one after Mm -hmm. that. And that game we shouldn't have, we shouldn't have lost. We were so mad. We actually, I think we played that same team the next day, and we came out in our our uh, our batter's cage, the one that you would roll out. Yeah. Ours didn't have any wheels, <clears throat> so we would carry it. Yeah. You know, you get ten guys <laughs> out there carrying this thing. It's beefy, but you know, you get enough. You get enough people under it. You're good. And uh, so that team comes back. They beat us on something stupid, like late in the game. I forget what it was. Well. We ended up run ruling them in 45 minutes. Wow. That's crazy. We beat them so fast, their bus hadn't come back to get them yet. (laughs) Right? So they're sitting there watching us. We go all the way down the left field line and we grab our batting cage and we carry it onto the field and we start taking batting practice while they're watching us waiting for their bus. After the game. After After you beat them. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah, we weren't very happy with it. <laughs> that's freaking baseball before. right there. Yeah, that's what I love yeah, we, that. <laughs> yeah, Dude, that's, we, that's handled, cool. we handled it. So That's cool. Um, you know. So Russell asked, <laughs> what position did you play? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In, in high school, I played left field, and I pitched. So oh, my, wow, okay. my senior year, I was first team all-state pitcher and outfield, uh, batted about four 40, 450. Actually, my dad saved all that stuff, so I could actually look. I have it at my house. Yeah. Yeah, all the stats. I led the state in stolen bases. I was 10 and 0 as a pitcher. Um, Lou. Oh. I, I, oh, wrong yeah. one. <laughs> I, flew, I, I pitched, so uh, I, was a, I was a starter. So I was probably in high school, you know, upper 80s, maybe touch 90 here and there, but, you know, there's nobody with a gun consistently. So. <clears throat> When I moved to when I went to college, I just went strictly pitching, and I went from being a starter to a closer. So that's one of the ways that I figured out like what type of muscle fibers that I have because it, I can stretch out, uh, you know, a seven inning game and throw eighty percent the entire time and, and cruise, and I can do that in CrossFit. Like I can cruise yeah. at eighty percent for yeah. an hour, two hours, just go yeah. right. It's gnarly, but. 
the red line, like I have a red line that I hit that I hit a certain amount of reps. I'm on the shelf. Yeah. For a while. Yeah. It's crazy. So like in my pitching days. You came and did an open wide with us. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. So in my pitching days, like seven innings, 80% all day long. Well, closing, if I went over 20 pitches, I was done for like four days. Oh. But if I threw less than 20 pitches, I could throw seven days a week, max effort. And I was throwing low to mid 90s. Fastball, split finger, low to mid-90s, just getting after it. But if I exceeded 20 pitches, I'm worthless. Worthless for like three to four days. Huh. Yeah, it was the gnarliest thing. So, like, I had to get really efficient at making people look stupid and get them out, you know? So, like, being aggressive and being able to take all the, like, the built-up stuff that I, I keep bottled inside and being able to, like, let it go. Yeah. You know, you you got a small time frame, and you got to make that work. Yeah, yeah. right. That's life. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I actually like the way that. Yeah, Yeah. right. That's 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 how I take life. How much time do you have, and how much do you want to waste on stupid (laughs) (laughs) shit? That means nothing. Oh man, dude, that's that's like. Yeah, we got to caption that. Yeah, that's a t-shirt, right? Yeah, it's a t-shirt. I mean, seriously. Right. So like. My addiction, like I have a very clear addiction. It is, it is knowledge. It's information. I was yeah. just gonna say that's. I, I can't totally agree. stop. It's crazy. Yeah. You know, yeah. I just want, I just want to learn more stuff, like yeah. every day, and it just that's picks totally up, it speeds up every totally. day. So, like, you, you name a topic, I've probably dove into it. I love that. That's that's and that's that's rare to see in people. Like, because right now everybody just so, you know, like. Instant, instant gratification. Right, they don't right. want to put in the work. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, for sure. It's like, I, I just watch a YouTube video. Oh, if it's under 10 minutes, yeah. you know, then I'm good. That's but if it's over long. 10 yeah, minutes, yeah. they're like, eh, I don't want to really That's actually that. like, I was talking to the founder of X Endurance about that. And I said that we need to start utilizing video a lot more for advertising and doing more of like the YouTube type stuff because the engagement video is way better than any type of text or, or, or photo posted on Instagram or Twitter. Oh. It's true. It's it ridiculous is. how much more engagement you have on a, on a video, especially even if you have live chat, too. Um, and I was telling him, I'm like, <clears throat> this, is the, this is where we need to go, and we need to make sure that we're keeping the time frame within, like, a 10 to 12-minute mark. Otherwise, people are going to lose interest. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's so I true. Agree. Right. It's got to be in a gap. I mean, how, how, yeah. I, mean I, I feel like we have a, a, our ages, and I'm older than both of you, have, have a little more patience for for, sure. for things, um, but I mean, when was the last time you watched a YouTube video that was over ten minutes? You know, it's, it's I'm rare. the wrong person. To ask. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I will. I mean, right, I will. Right. It depends on the subject. Exactly, and it but totally bingo. depends on the it subject. It depends on the subject. Yeah. It really I'm taking does. a video course now, and I watched one that today was 37 minutes. Yeah, and, but I had to like watch it in parts. <laughs> yeah, there you yeah, go. For sure. Um, okay, let's, college. Let, I was going to say, back let's to go college. back real quick because yeah. you're playing baseball. You're at a high level. You're a pitcher. You just got done saying something really key. If you threw over 20, you're out for seven days. Yep. What was your workout schedule yeah. like during baseball? What were you doing? I mean, the 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 normal high-intensity interval training, you know, stuff that your baseball coach would put you through that has a stigma that if you do anything overhead, you know, you're going to injure yourself. So, you know – Standard 
late nineties, early two thousands strength and conditioning coach. And I, and I went Juco. So I went Juco, Juco, and then I got injured before the draft in 03. So going to the junior college route means that you could get drafted your freshman year, sophomore year. And then if you go to a four year, you could get drafted your junior and senior year. So if you're a legit prospect or you think you're a legit prospect, then going junior college, junior college, and then into the four years, a better route so that you have more opportunity to get, a, get, get drafted at a higher, you know, a higher number, get a bigger bonus basically. Right. I didn't know it was that strategic. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, it is. So, you know, I'm at this junior college in Yuma. I got a full ride out of high school and uh, regular strength and conditioning coach, you know, get over there and do some bench, go over there and do some whatever. And you, he had it all, everybody on a clock, right? So we were doing interval training, not really high intensity, but it was interval training. You're just on a clock. But man, one station. I, I guarantee you that's the reason why my career ended was because of <laughs> terrible strength and conditioning coaching back in the day. But of course, it, how many you know how, how many people's careers ended because of that? Yeah, but like it, a lot. Yeah, yeah and for that's, sure. And that's not a jab at the coaches at all. So like, if somebody got offended by that, like, sorry, they didn't but, know. I think it was a lack of knowledge at yeah, the time, it, for sure. It, it, people evolved. The the sports and the science behind it evolved. So you know, to to be armchair quarterback and look down at you know yeah. over twenty years ago. Yeah. Oh, that Same. guy did it we wrong. Like, we no, we didn't up. know any different. We didn't know right? what the hell we were doing. We didn't know any different. So if I could take the knowledge base that I have now and put it in my 18-year-old body, like, psh, Yeah. Can you I imagine? Might, I might have oh, yeah. been, you know, matching the careers of some of my friends that just retired. Yeah, for sure. So, for sure. But, you know, I like the way that it went. I actually wouldn't trade it. So um, at what point did you... Were you done with that? I was done with baseball after my bicep tendon injury. Yeah. So I got a 60% tear in my bicep tendon. Uh, I, could, I could get on the mound and I could <sighs> still throw 92, 93. Yeah. But I couldn't lob a ball to you. So I, have to, I laughed. You heard me like. Yeah. Because I have video of him deadlifting 720 pounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, and I'm like bicep tear. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Well, bicep tendon, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Man, it. Well, it's good now. <laughs> I, I, I literally I couldn't lob a ball. I yeah. couldn't. I couldn't control the descend. So I could. I could rear back. Yeah. And yeah. get it going. Yeah. And then when you're in a pitching motion, your arm's being stopped by your body. Yeah. So like I could throw over ninety. All the time. Well, but and but, and but when the when the when the scouts and everybody found out that I couldn't lob a ball ten feet to the wall, they were like, "We'll see how your rehab goes." Yeah. And I'm a, and I'm this broke kid that's got no like I don't have any financial support to 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 do the draft and follow or to go to you know Cal State Fullerton and hope that the surgery gets better. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah. and then I could get some some scholarship money if you know. Yeah. Or go get an 80% from an NAIA school in the middle of the country. And I had a real bias about the middle of the country back then because I just didn't know any better. But, you know, I, I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to St. Louis to play for an NAIA school, 80%. You know, like, why would I do that when I could have whatever, right? Yeah. My pride was extremely in the way. You were yeah, 18. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just well, have to say you were 18. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was 20 by then or 21 by then, you know, just but I still. was – yeah. I was tired of all of the politics. 
Ah. That was it's the biggest. always politics, man. Yeah, yeah sure. so like, even in my business, man. It's oh yeah, crazy. So, you know it. We talked about that on yeah. when we had that pod when I in our. So, but I mean, like, it was definitely a, a a level of arrogance that I had for you know where I thought I should be, and then what the reality of it was. Those didn't line up very well. Gotcha. And then the actual politics about it too was just you know throwing napalm on it. It sucked. So I took a, a long time off from baseball. After after it was all done, like years before so I even would watch a game. What were you doing? What'd you do? Uh, work. Like what? Tried to survive. What were you working at the time? What were you doing? Oh man. That was that was when I started doing the bee removal stuff. Yeah. The what? What? Bees. The bees? Yeah, man. I'm a bee expert. <laughs> Dude, I hate bees. <laughs> You'll, you'll love him after we talk. <laughs> I hate bees. Like I so know that surprised me when I found out he was. See, a bee I mean, that's cool. I mean, I, I get that they're 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 needed to pollinate. That's funny. Stuff. I didn't know you okay, hated I hate bees. bees dude. They're the second most important uh, insect on the planet. See, well, good for them. But what's the most important? Ants. Ants are like the waste management of the world. Well, huh. good for ants. I, I'm okay with ants, but bees. They're ass. <laughs> bees die. No, bees are not. Yellow jackets are. I'm with oh, you on that one. Yellow jackets, wasps, any of those things. Those are different. Okay. Don't but, don't let don't put the bees in that category. Dude, I'm pretty protective don't be of the racist. ladies. Dude, I'm sorry. So, a beehive consists almost exclusively of females. Well, they're <laughs> very 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 little boys. <laughs> well, they, they, Have another. Uh, time to open your next yeah. beer. <laughs> if you slap her, she'll slap you back. Man, of I don't like being yeah. stung. I've been stung too many times. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. You think you've been stung a bunch? Oh yeah. <laughs> well, you're a bee expert. I mean, I'm, I've been stung a lot. Point blank, dude. I've been stung enough where I'm like, you know what? Screw them. It don't matter. Like. Number two. There you go. Take number two. <laughs> I'm almost there. I can say that my my abilities to uh, center myself and be able to um, really kind of just uh, get into the moment much better is from working beehives. Because being a male and an and a, and a alpha-dominant, testosterone-driven male, right? Yeah. No question about it. To go into an environment where you have, you know, 5,000, 10,000, 100,000 female bees, they can smell pheromones. I mean, that's how they communicate is through movement and through smell. It's, it's, they produce pheromones, and they have this, this, this system of communication that would blow your mind. But if you go into working a hive and you're off at all, they will f*** you up. See? I'm out. Really? Oh, yeah. I'm out. They don't need, they don't need <laughs> that, right? And, I mean, literally. Like, <laughs> Russell's like, I'm off all the time. Yeah. I'm out. It's so <laughs> it's So if you if you can't stay calm and collected, then you're gonna have a really bad day. Like if you were having a bad day, you're gonna have a really bad day. Wow. So working bees, like I learned how to do it really well. The most humane way that I've ever seen in my perspective, and I've researched it, like I've gone down that rabbit hole quite a bit to see what other people would do. And <clears throat> Do that. That was a, a. That was some of the craziest stuff that I ever did, but it taught me to be calm and be humble, and to just be in the moment much better than 
anything I had experienced prior to that. And it was really survival. That's cool. Because if you didn't and you got your ass whooped every single day, man, you quit in a heartbeat. So I, I, was, I was rescuing and relocating honeybees by hand. And if, if you can picture it, like literally like you've got a squirt bottle right there, right? Yeah, what, yeah. what we would do is we would fill a squirt bottle up with water and then put uh, organic coconut palm nectar in it, which is your coconut palm sugar. That would basically make like a, a sticky sugary water. So working an open beehive, especially the wild ones or when they're in roofs and walls and stuff, they tend to cluster together. So you just squirt a little bit of the sugar water on them. They start to clean each other. And then you literally pick them up and shake them off. <laughs> Ow, the, shake them off the rest of them. I have nothing them. against bees, but I'm not picking up Ow, a cluster man. of and bees. Then, <laughs> and then literally set them in a box. Yeah. Ow. And then you just repeat the steps. It's really easy, actually. I've written books on it. They're published on iTunes. You can actually look at them. You wait, wait, wait. Yeah, wait. Wait a minute. Go back. <laughs> Let's yeah. rewind. I, got, I, I want to read them. Published books about yeah. the bees i did not it, know this they're step-by-step -step tutorials on how to do it wow yeah wow that's crazy <laughs> yeah i didn't know that i've published six i believe six books and i, and I had and i had like 12 or 16 but the hard drive that they were on crashed a long time ago so so uh, I, I want to read them just based off of my my fear yeah it's a fear for sure you, i don't so you need more knowledge so to overcome say, the fear read one because they're they're pretty repetitive okay right so it's like how to remove a beehive from a wall how to remove a beehive from a roof how to okay. remove a beehive from an irrigation valve box like, and i mean you know i was a i was a dumb kid maybe you should make some youtube videos brother right man i don't want to get in a bee suit anymore i sweat <laughs> i sweat so much i don't need any help he's done i'm done with no, that man like, so like I, I, I get to the point with certain stuff where i'm like you know what like i have lived an entire life at this career so far it's time next career. it's time so to learn a new that's one. what or, i want to know when did that happen and what was the next career so started doing some b stuff when i was in california ended up moving back to arizona my brother got deployed so uh i wanted to be back in arizona because my dad was taking it pretty hard um so from there i worked did low voltage so home audio video uh that's what it's he my hvac or not hvac uh central vac um a lot of a lot of like early early automation type stuff right so i didn't really do a lot of the programming of it but i understood a lot of it so like, early c4 or early amx it was actually before c4 was was even uh control 4 right yeah before control 4 even came out okay so so crestron and amx stuff that's what i'm versed in um you know and then and then what i really wanted to get into was um and I don't even know if they're around or not, but, and I don't even remember if I'll say the right name, but there was a uh, home, there was an automation company that was designing a system where you could, you could subnet IP addresses to be able to control each individual component in the entire house through the network. So like even your, your, your IP address, uh, both speakers right because yeah. they actually have the ethernet plug speakers that you can have so you can tune every single speaker appropriate to that room right right so there was this really really dope system that i, I don't like I, like i said i don't even know if they're still in business or not but 
the way that it was laid out, it seemed seamless because if, if, if one part of the system went faulty, it didn't disrupt the entire system which I looked at as a, a, better, a better way of going about it than some of them that were linked together. You know, right. like if one program went down, they all went down. Well, that's a big-ass flaw. Yeah. So, I mean, really, like the subnetted IP address setup is similar to how blockchain is set up right now is you have a bunch of them out there. Yeah. And everybody can see them. And you have access to be able to look at all that stuff. But if one has a fault... It doesn't affect all the rest. Yeah, because everybody has its own name. Right. So you can typically just log into or look mm -hmm. at that name and see exactly what it's doing. And it also and helps what to it's prevent. Not doing. And it also helps to prevent hacking because you have various parts of it stored in, in different areas. Right. And if because it's stored on so many different platforms within that chain, that if one part doesn't match, then it basically kicks it out. Yeah. So in that network-based automation system, it worked very similar where, you know, if you had one piece go out, it didn't knock everything else out. Sure. But it gave you a pinpoint like, hey, you need to go, you need to go play with that. Something's up. So like. And when was this? Like 2005, 2006. See, that was when I just started into home automation, home out AV. So I mean. And that in those years was the formidable years for like HDMI. Yeah, you know, like that was, that was when like it was first coming out. Exactly, everything was RGB. Exactly, everything was RGB, everything. and it was like you know, Man, I don't know oh my gosh, all the trunks. Yeah, because I, I used to do all, all the pre-wire stuff too. Yeah, I did the same thing. Do you remember the big, huge cables that had the RGBs and then you had the yellow, red, blue, all mm -hmm. those cables on two? And then they and started the running conductor. all the crazy specialized ones that right. had like RG6 in it and they had the plenum rated the stuff. The plenum rated. But yeah, now they yeah. realize that they can just run RG6 now and you can carry the exact same signal with one wire or it's, you know, um, crushed neck cable, which is the shielded. Yeah. And that carries more bandwidth and well, that's video. A, that, all that stuff's about to, uh, <laughs> that stuff's about to be, Dang, I'm just having a drink. <laughs> there's, some, there's some really cool tech that's going to be produced or introduced soon. That's, that's <laughs> quantum based. It's what? It's, it's light transfer. Oh, uh, like fiber quantum, like, but it's a quantum, it's but faster, faster than fiber. Yeah. Cause I like, I like where fiber is gone. Yeah. It's really like changed the game. For sure. It's faster. Faster than fiber. Yeah. All right. I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah. Quantum computing basically uh, allows, you know how like in a, when you break it down to like ones and zeros? Yeah. You can send a one and then you can receive a one mm -hmm. and then you can send a zero and you can receive a zero. The way that the quantum stuff works is basically like you can send full streams back and forth at the exact same time. Oh. It's a photon based transfer. Hey, Spence, we better get back to the podcast that yeah. Dave runs. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Ones and zeros and <laughs> photons. I'm a nerd. I'm with you, brother. Yeah, I'm a nerd I knew you were a nerd. So. Yeah. And I can. And I, can, and I like it because, like, people, I can deadlift a lot. Right. Because hey, people don't think we're nerds. deadlift a lot. Because they see That's us, the we're like bearded thing. with tattoos. They're like, you're not a nerd. And they're yeah. like, oh, yeah, we start talking. Like, all right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, my ex wife always said I was smarter than I look. <laughs> I was like, that's pretty that's, I mean, it was mean. It's definitely mean, but it's like, whatever. But it's sort of, it's such a uh, backhanded compliment. Yeah, like, we don't need to get into that, but there, yeah. It was so, like, a, oh. So you did that for how long? Um, for a couple years. Yeah. So tell me how, tell me this. Um, at what point in your life did CrossFit become a thing? 
CrossFit became a thing in 2010. So we from 2005 to 2010, were you doing AV stuff? Uh, no, I was doing, so from 2006, 7-ish until, when did I get out to California again? Man, I don't even remember. So yeah. I was in Arizona for from 2004 or 5 for a couple of years doing the AV stuff. And then I moved back out to California because I, I started the, in 2009, I went back to California. And that's when I started my own bee removal business. That was when I, when I basically pioneered the, the live bee removal stuff. I yeah. actually had a lot of help from a beekeeper who's a, a actual like monk in, yeah. in, wow. in San Diego. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Dan, we're back to the bees. Dan, Dan, <laughs> he's like, Dan bees, man. <laughs> well, I mean, Dan's the guy that basically, like, he's helped me learn how to do beekeeping. And part of the story that we, we skipped, uh, I went to school for construction management mm -hmm. also. So I've also built and remodeled a lot of homes. Like I did wow. uh, over a hundred remodels in I a year. I did just see your over lockdown, your uh, your your picnic table set up. Yeah. That was pretty. It looked pretty badass, actually. Yeah, I was like, I was trying to. Yeah, you had to do something. Occupied. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah so you got all these skills. You might as well put them to use. Yeah, right. Well, like, if I got the tool, I can do it. Yeah, uh -huh. you That's know, if cool. I have the right tool, I can do it. So, like, with building stuff in my house, like, I got enough tools to build like park benches and stuff so that's what i've been building nice that's you awesome. know but if i had like a planer and i had some you. of those oh, i might need to get a bench for me hell yeah yeah they're they, they've gotten a lot better since the first night nice. for sure <laughs> sweet uh but yeah i mean uh i needed some stuff for uh we've got some some land out in east texas and uh it's literally just forest um the family that owned us owned it before us had it before uh like since the civil war earlier so wow old forest the the lot next to us had been logged a long time ago so you could kind of see like the the remnants of that but our property is just basically pristine never been touched forest that's awesome yeah so like we're getting stuff ready to go out there so my you family guys can't came. see spencer right now but he looks like a mountain man <laughs> he does he does yeah, he's yeah. got this beautiful burly beard man it's <laughs> It's beautiful. I've never seen it look like this. I grew I it overnight when it froze. Overnight. Here. Overnight. <laughs> yeah, it was a natural reaction when it Dude, froze. Dude, I haven't shaved in like a freaking month and a half. <laughs> Dude, I'm going on three months, man. Three months. I'm going on three wow. months, and this is well. Like I was, I was gonna, I was gonna shave uh, when, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say it just yet. But I was gonna shave when a certain a situation certain, happened. Yeah. And it hasn't happened yet completely. So as soon as it happens. What You're I good. think I might do, because I've got some pretty gnarly handlebars. Oh, dude, you coming. can handlebar that. Handle yeah, bar that I think sure. I might go like a couple days where I just get, I get some beeswax in there and just oh, just nice. get it. Like I just wish I could get mine to meet. <laughs> I mean, you got to just let it go, Dave. Because I just I, I was told in, in December uh, the barber I was seeing, he's like, you know, just let it go. You got to get through it. And I'm like, all right, fine. I'm going to try this. And and the wife gave me the green light. She's like, you can do it because she's yeah. not a beard person. And uh, I don't think anybody likes mine. But and just man. two days ago, she finally actually admitted it. She's like, you know, I like it. It's really soft now. And I'm like, yeah, oils. Oh, and that's awesome. It. So I want her over. I'm getting there. I like it. She doesn't like the stash. It's a little. Yeah. You know, but I don't know. Yeah, it takes time. 
Yeah. Takes time. Takes time. I don't know. Okay. I might thin it out. But go CrossFit. On. Yes. Tell me how you got to CrossFit. Yes. What happened? I was fat. <laughs> this is hard to believe. Uh, a, no, too much bee, honey bee. Too much, uh, too much bee m- removal. I was so upset with not becoming a professional baseball player, like not wanting to have anything to do with that. Like that also meant like I really didn't train either. So oh, like, yeah, yeah. And I never yeah. got like really super out of shape, but like I got to the point where I was like, I need to start making some choices that That's are a common a little, thing, a little better than what I've been doing. Yeah. So. Uh, it's funny because, uh, I went to my, my brother's wedding in, in, uh, Hawaii and we had just gotten there and checked into the hotel, sitting on the bed, turned on the TV, ESPN was on. It was one of the first years of, of Froning. 2010. Was it 10? Well, 2010. No, it would have been 10. 20, that's when he, I started. 2010, he didn't, he didn't win, but he, he should have won except for he couldn't rope climb. Yep. Right. So, so yeah. I watched like. I watched a couple episodes of that on ESPN. Not to take anything away from Graham, because Graham did awesome, and Graham is also Kyle's first CrossFit coach, if you remember. That's right, that's right. So 2010, Graham Holberg won, but uh, Mm -hmm. yeah. And then the the real And Derek was there. Then the real champ started. Yeah, Derek was there. (laughs) The real champ? The real real champ. He hasn't lost yet. Who's that? Wait, wait. Who are you, who you referencing? Rich. Rich hasn't, Rich hasn't lost anybody since Graham. Uh, oh, okay. I see. Uh, okay. Although he, his team was second one time, and Don't they mind. made a big deal about that. But you're right. You are correct. 100 percent correct. He holds the title. <laughs> oh. Sorry. <laughs> you're That's it. No, you're correct. <laughs> Man. So, <laughs> so you're watching. I was watching. 2010 games. I was watching I was Rich, there. and I was like, "Man, uh-huh. that looks fun." And then uh, after the wedding, got back home, I saw a picture from the wedding, and I was like, remember that stuff we saw on TV? Time to go. Let's go. So where'd you go? I went to a CrossFit gym in uh, Corona, California. Do you remember which gym it was? CrossFit proper. Proper, yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you remember your first workout? This is, oh, this is, no. Come on. Dude, Come wait a minute, on. Wait a minute. You besides, besides elements, besides Coming elements, from a guy I have that to, remembers everything no, no, no. that he reads. You know, no, I know what it is. My, I know exactly. First what CrossFit it is. workout was You're a gonna be like, significant why? emotional experience. <laughs> like I thought I was gonna die. I did a heavily modified version of Murph. My first. Oh like, my god! Workout. Wow, he loves that workout. And it took me over an hour, and I was doing like yeah. like a quarter of it, maybe. Yeah, I'm best. But I just, but I just kept. Like <laughs> I said, I go eighty percent all day. That, that's what you told little, people. Little baseball. fat, little fat me <laughs> running. You know, <laughs> I play baseball. <laughs> it was John Crook. Oh, man. <laughs> Ma'am, I'm not an athlete. I'm a baseball player. <laughs> yeah. I actually, I have like a, I have some pretty bad like emotional problems with running. Like uh. playing college baseball, being a pitcher, it was like when you get done doing your practice, you get done throwing your bullpen, PFPs, all that stuff. Hey, pitchers, come over here, group up. Okay, go run. <laughs> That's it, right? <laughs> Where do you want us to run? Yeah. That way. Well, for how long? Until the sun goes down. Like the, literally every every really? day for the most part. Oh, pitchers, hey, gather up. Much. Go run that direction today. Never ran that much in baseball. Man, so like never. so really? like I come into Cedar Park CrossFit and one of the first things I tell yeah. Dave I'm not running. I know. I did. To this day, so, so, I don't think I think so I what, got you to run the one time Leah came. Yes. That was the only time I've ever 
got you to yeah. run. Yeah, and I've done a couple, uh, probably that, a couple since then. Yeah. Maybe a couple. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, me. not including Murph. Do you remember what the first workout was at Cedar Park? That, that, uh, that team workout, the group workout? What was that? We just did like uh, intervals where we were doing some body weight stuff indoors. And then you had to run. And then we had to do some running. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, my first workout, I believe, was Murph. The first one that was like outside of elements. Nice. Because I was too stubborn to not do it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Bad idea. (laughs) Bad idea. You know? Couldn't even run 200 without stopping. Yeah. It was bad. You're a baseball player. That's yeah. what I said. Yeah. You, you know that story. Like I referenced John Crook. You know that story, right? Yeah. So John Crook was after a game smoking a cigarette outside. Yeah. He had a beer and a cigarette. And this lady came by and she had her son and she told him, like, what are you doing? You're an athlete. And he was like, ma'am, I'm a baseball player. I'm not an athlete. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he was a, he was a good hitter. Yeah, yeah, he was great. That team was awesome. I loved yeah. them, actually. Darren Dalton. So you find CrossFit in Hawaii. You're at your brother's wedding. You're like, I got to change some things because you're just not happy with way you way you look. That's pretty much what I got out of that. Well, yeah, and you like, saw a picture. Uh, I and wasn't. I was not happy with how I looked, and I also uh, I wasn't feeling the, the best. So needed to make some changes. Yeah. So how long were you at uh, proper, CrossFit proper? For, I can't tell you exactly, um, at least a year. Yeah. Uh, and then we ended up moving over to uh, Crown Town with Wayne Willett, mm-hmm. and that was awesome. So uh, moving over there with Wayne, like training, went in a, a different, more competitive type direction. Um, my, my ex-wife was really into crossfit she was competitive yeah yeah she ended up uh qualifying for regionals as an individual uh, a couple years ago uh 2015 i think is what it was and is, this, is in socal yeah. yeah yeah that's a then which was a really tough uh tough yeah. region to qualify in. really tough region so yeah. you know she qualified as an individual ended up going team i was the alternate for the team nice um during the like testing phase of of it like i could have been on that but you know i have my my obligations with x endurance so being at the southern california regional and the fact that like my scores weren't the ones that like the other three male athletes their scores from the open were the ones that played the biggest factor in us getting there and mine didn't I, i didn't feel it was ethical front of me to to take one of their spots just because i did better at like more regional style workouts yeah, yeah. and i also had stronger a, you can say yeah, yeah. i was strong I mean, yeah. i'm better built for team regionals yeah. like yeah. 2015 team regionals i crush i would agree with that i would agree with it's that. heavy and i have other people that can move in there when i when my when i hit that red line yeah plus you're i don't know about at that time but i know your skill level is pretty high um you're pretty good at the higher skills um, most of them. Endurance would be where, I, you know, you would have to... <laughs> running endurance, yeah. Yeah, but running like, endurance for, like, for specifically. A wad? Yeah. Like, if, if you give me a, an hour-long wad, I'll beat most people. Yeah. Just because, like, I know how to suffer better than most people. Yeah. 
Um, well, I don't know about that. Well, <laughs> no, and it's like, again, we're going to go back to the bees. What if it was? No, yeah, We're going to go back to the bees. You win. Dude, the amount of time that I spent, like, up on roofs in direct sunlight yeah. with the entire bee suit on, m removing beehives. Yeah, that doesn't sound fun Every at all. single day. I only refer to it as my uh, bumps from wrestling. Yeah. That's what I, <laughs> you're yeah. set. That's suffering. Man. Take it. Miserable. Yeah. Take yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, so, like... You know, if a wad sucks, like, whatever. Yeah. It is what it is. You know, you're not going to die. Don't do anything that would ever take you that close because it's dumb. But, you know, just keep moving. Yeah. You'll, you'll be done eventually. Just so keep moving. with what you said, you were working with X and D. Mm -hmm. How did that come about? Tell me how you came into X Endurance. I was a spectator at the... Uh, God, what was the one in Southern California? Um, OC Throwdown. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I Which was one? Spectator. Uh, one, I think it was 2012. Yeah, 2012. 2012. They're notorious for having some crazy stuff in oh, their yes. competitions. Yeah, Darren did some strange programming for yeah, sure. They had, they had stuff that yeah. I was like, wow. Yeah, you they know. They have to jump hurdles that are six feet tall. Whoa. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> they did yeah. some crazy they, there was some really interesting workouts. Yeah. And I'm not going to say anything more than that. Did you know I, Ronnie? Did you ever Teasdale? know Teasdale? Yeah. Dude, Ronnie Teasdale is one of the nicest human beings on the planet. Yeah. He's just awkward, right? Yeah. I'm awkward. So like, he is awkward. He's, he has he's a little bit of a temper. Awkward. A little bit of a temper. He, so do I. Yeah. Well, I mean, everybody does. Yeah. yeah. Ronnie, Ronnie's one of the nicest people. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. What he... And, and 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 Ryan Fisher won't come out publicly very often and talk about stuff, and I'll just kind of. Uh, I've met I'll Ryan before. We don't know each other, but I've met him one time at man. It was a competition in El Paso, Texas. Ronnie Teasdale did did some really that amazing. Ronnie won actually. Ronnie won that competition. Really? Yeah. Ronnie's he was a freak. Ronnie's He's a, a freak. Legit athlete. Yeah. Yeah. Legit athlete. Really good. Great person. You know, like he he did some really amazing things for Ryan Fisher when he was just getting into like the CrossFit stuff and, and yeah. personal training and stuff. Like Ryan, Ryan didn't have really much of anything. Like he uh, was basically kind of homeless, I guess. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like he he told me he was he was couch crashing. Yeah. Right. And Ronnie basically told him like, hey, like this is what you should be charging because you are worth it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, don't undercut yourself. Like, you are worth it. You have the abilities to be able to charge that amount for sessions. Yeah. So the next person that asks you, you, you say it's that amount, and it's a minimum of 10 personal training sessions. Yeah. And the first time it happened, like, Ryan was so blown away. Like, he went in the back room and, like, you know, had to think about it. And, and, and it, it made him emotional and stuff. But, like... Ronnie helped him to, to, to realize, like, Ryan's a phenomenal coach. Yeah. Phenomenal coach, yeah. right? And, and he just needed a, a, somebody to, you know, slap him in the ass a little bit and say, I feel hey, like man, every, like, every coach, you're good. personal trainer has to go through that because yeah. I had to go through that. Like, you know, people are like, hey, you should charge this much. And I'm like, that's a lot of money, you know? Right. And then at some point you're like, yeah, I mean, I, I you know, you sit there and look at some of the accomplishments that your athletes have, and you're like, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you got to know your value. It, it's a funny thing, especially when you start young in the business. So um, that's cool. Um, uh, so you're in – tell me – keep telling me how you got into X Endurance. That's where we're at. So I'm at OC Throwdown, mm -hmm. and there's this X Endurance booth. And if you saw the old branding, you would be like, man – 
you guys have come a long way, yeah. a long way. Like I left that box out there, but that that new essential, that's man, old packaging to that, yeah, game over. Man, like this, so much better. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Jason Sinclair and his brother Justin are working the X Endurance booth, a little ten by ten square at OC Throwdown. Well, Jason and I graduated high school, played baseball together. No way. Yeah, Jason and I walked across the same graduation stage. He was the shortstop. I was the uh, left fielder. Jay got drafted by the Rays, played minor league ball. He got into the double-A, ended up getting uh, Tommy John surgery, and then he basically got the yips, right? He, he yeah. turned into Chuck, Chuck Knobloch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Man, John John Rocker, oh. you know. The good thing there was the tequila. No, there, man, yeah, I right? drank it all. I mean, we have more if you want some. Yeah, so 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 Jay played Jay played some some good ball for a long time, and then he, and then injury got him too. So yeah. uh, I saw Jason there, and I hadn't seen him in a while, and I was like, dude, like we're both in the CrossFit space, because you know back then it was like if you're in CrossFit, you're in a cult. That's a cult. Everybody right? knew everybody. Everybody yeah. knew each other back then. That's what you keep saying. Yeah, you're right. Drink the Kool Aid. Yeah. So it was cool because I hadn't seen him in a while, <clears throat> and. Uh, He's telling me about this product, and I'm like, the Extreme Endurance product. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, yeah, it sounds really cool. Well, I think I, he gave me a couple packs or whatever. That's the same thing I said sure when I'm, I met you. Pretty sure I blew <laughs> them off. Just like everybody does to me at the at first, yeah, too. They're like, oh, yeah, true. thanks. I'm like, yeah, thanks. Um, so I end up getting a month's supply of the Extreme Endurance, and I took it for a whole month. And I was like, this is too good to be true. Took a month off and was miserable because the volume that I was able to do in that month that I was on went up mm -hmm. so much that when I tried to repeat the same volume the next month, I got my ass whooped, right? It's crazy. Like easily one of the best anti-inflammatory type products that you can take. Like we've, yeah. we've got studies on so it. So he doesn't know about the research. We've got, he doesn't know. I'm, I'm like, we've I'm just listening so now. Much, I'm we've got back so going, much right, data this. that, that he doesn't know this, like the seven day test is, or any of that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like uh, one of the studies that was published, uh, we had a 39% reduction in oxidative stress in 10 days. Yeah. The leading cause of all your major diseases reduced by almost 40% in 10 days. Yeah. And we just rebranded it. It's now called essential. Yeah, because selling extreme endurance to a soccer mom is one of the hardest things you could ever imagine doing. Because, <laughs> listen, Karen, you need no. to take this. Seriously, I'm not extreme. Well, well, I'm not an endurance but, athlete. But rebranding it was great because, I mean, the only people who took it were CrossFit athletes, endurance athletes. Yeah. Like they were like, oh, this I can do. Fran, faster. So many, I'll take it. We have so many gold but medals. Soccer moms weren't. Yeah, so we have so many Olympic athletes that yes. have, that have that have gotten medals on our stuff that. You know, and it's perfectly like you know mm -hmm. tested. He can talk about all that. Yeah, like when uh, when Jason Lisak set the world record in the 100 freestyle in the uh, Beijing Olympics, like he was a has been, so to speak, going into that because he was the old guy. Yeah, and his trainer, a gentleman named Rick Stassi, got him extreme endurance from a trade show that Sandy was working months prior to the uh, to the uh, Olympic Games trials. Right, and, and Jason's the oldest guy on the team. He ends up making the team, make, becoming the anchor on the 100 freestyle and ends up setting the world record that still stands today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All within Extreme like a- Extreme endurance. Wow. 
Yeah. Extreme endurance. We're going to have to like. Well, it's now like, called essential. Yeah. Essential. So you can actually buy either or. So if you're going to buy. Oh, uh, you're still, we're still having. Yeah. That. We're yeah. not getting rid of extreme endurance because the, the, the market value of the name in regards like for, for that type of world, because we've got people in the, the distance training and, and track type sports all around the world. And what's the website? That way I can drop it in the, in the information on this. I'll give you the link for, for mine. It's, it's, a, it's a custom link because – Okay. And, and we'll get into why it's a custom link in a minute but because uh, this is a, a subject that a lot of people get all weird about. But <sighs> I'll, I'll just make sure to drop the link in our description. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Podcast. We'll put the link in there because yeah. I'll have the link that will be uh, – actually, we could, we could put – Dave has a link. I was just going to ask you yeah, about Dave has a link. <laughs> we should put Dave's oh, link. Oh, yeah. Dave yeah. needs his bite. He needs yeah, his cut. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, I, and I will explain well, plus, why it helps. – Dave has a link in the... So uh, you're in X-Endurance, and this is what year? 20, what'd you say, 2012? Uh, I got on board at the end of 2013. 2013. Yeah, Jason called me and was like, dude, like, because, you know, obviously, like, I, I do my research, I dive into stuff. So I would see them at events, and I would end up selling more product than they did. Yeah. So Jason called me at the end of 2013 and was like, hey, man, We've got a bunch of, like, we've had a couple thousand resumes come in for a sales position in Southern California, but your name keeps coming up. Is that something that you would be interested in? And I was like, yeah, for sure. So what was it, though? What was that moment? Because I know what sold me on X Endurance, okay? But what was it for you that said, this is a, the company that I want to be a part of? Getting on board with, with Jason and with having Jason. that relationship yeah. because him and I played ball since we were in eighth grade, Yeah. right? So I've known Jason since eighth grade, right? So my trust in him and is And so what, you knew he yeah. wasn't like full of it. Oh, yeah. Right? I knew Jason wasn't yeah. full of shit. Yeah. And I had also done my due diligence on the products. Of course. Right? So I've been a user of the products since 2011. Yeah. Right? So 2011 product or 2000, no, it must have been 2011 at the yeah. OC Throwdown. Okay. I don't know. It was one of those years. It's a long time ago. So yeah, yeah. at this point, you know, yeah. 10, years point, ago, 10, 10 years, years ago, ago, 10 years ago, it's a good so decade. I would sell more products. Jason and, and had uh, offered me that position and I was still doing the B stuff, but I was getting burnt out. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, but I could do it part time. Yeah. So I got on a part time contract with them. The after the first month, the founder, Sandy Kellen, who's brilliant. He, uh, he came to San Diego to do a trade show for firefighters, and that was when Firefighter Expos also hosted, uh, like, CrossFit competitions, too. Yeah. Right? It was, like, I, one I of the originals. That. Yeah, yeah. So Sandy comes out. They would do Firefighter Fran. Yeah. Can you imagine? Fran sucks. Yeah. Do it in the firefighter no. gear with the mask no. on and no. all that. No. Mm -mm. No. Yeah. It sucks. No. Those suits are crazy. <laughs> They're crazy. not doing it in that. I'm not doing the B-suit. not doing it. <laughs> No, not in a box, no. <laughs> in a box. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, uh, where were we at? Talking about. So, so, you got in, you're at the firefighter trade show. You firefighter Sandy. trade show with Sandy. And uh, so, after the first day, and let me step back. So, if Sandy knew I had tattoos, he would have never hired me. Ha! Huh? Okay. But you had the long sleeve shirt on. But and like I, only had, I only had one sleeve at the time. Okay. Oh. And I, I think I was still working on it. But. We spend the first whole day together. We go to dinner, and Sandy's like, how much do I need to pay you to make you full-time? <laughs> ah, day nice. one. And I was like, okay, we should talk then, <laughs> right? Because I was like, 
trying to transition out of the B stuff just because I, it was so physically taxing. Yeah. You know, and, and the supplementation, fitness, you know, that's a that's a huge, like, huge uh, part of my life. That's that's one of those topics that, like, I, I go and I research that stuff and I can't get enough of it. So from day one, I was always, like, that was my thing. Like, I, with my bicep tendon, I never had surgery. I studied on how to, to heal myself with food. So I can get on the mound right now and I can still throw over 90 miles an hour and I don't have a tear. It's fixed. There's some scar tissue in there, but it healed. Yeah. Yeah. And I, 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 which, which is funny because that, you doing that led to your other side game. Yeah. So like the nutrition stuff's always been like a big factor with that because, you know, I, I don't have a lot of trust in, in the medical industry. Uh, I didn't want to get cut. I have no right. desire to get cut up. And so. So like, wait a well, minute. Like you, you never had surgery? No. Oh. No, because you said uh, I'm. I'm actually so now. What you like, don't, yeah, what you don't know is he also uh, on the side had a. Um, I can program your nutrition for you mm-hmm. company. Yeah, so I did that for a long time, and and I really enjoy doing nutrition coaching. But uh, I've come to realize that the amount of work that I need to put into it in order yeah, to yeah. like really get somebody dialed in the way that I would get them dialed in. Like it's, I'm too expensive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For real. Cause like, well, I can tell you this, just the fact, the green shake, I still have that every yeah, day. The green drink? And I just put some of my collagen greens in there oh, yeah. every day. Mm-hmm. The amount of greens. That's why the, I have this hair. The amount of micronutrients. Well, I need to get on that green shake. Cause I'm starting to thin out up here, brother. Yeah. It's not, lo- it's not a good look. It's not a good look. <laughs> I know that much. Not to mention, like, I, I need to get off the tuna because I dropped off way too much weight. Now I need to put it back on the right way. Yeah, yeah. So, you so know. So, like, uh, nutrition for me, the way that I look at it is eat for what you're going to do. And the way that I go about that is I eat based on the type of response that food may give my central nervous system. So if I'm going to do a workout, I eat the foods that will stimulate that sympathetic response that will get me into that fight flight. Yeah. Right. I want to trigger a fight flight with the pro- with the appropriate types of nutrients. Post-workout, when you go into that parasympathetic, when you get into that rest and digest state, the last thing you want to do is eat things or take things that pull you out of it that also trigger a fight flight response. Oops. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So basically, like, what I do is I teach people how to proactively eat based on what they're going to get into so that their CNS and everything matches with their consistent activity through the day. Yeah. Yeah. And the X-Endurance goes right along with that. I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I understand what you're saying. It's just something that I probably haven't applied the correct way to get results. Right. It's it's pretty new. Like the the strong fit guys have it pretty pretty well dialed into. Like they do a really good job of teaching people how to eat per CNS response. Um, I, I take a different approach on other types of foods than they do, just from an inflammatory response mm-hmm. and the research that I have from that and the data that suggests that you know consuming a significant amount of of, of dairy that's pasteurized is going to cause a lot of inflammation mm-hmm. within your system. Yeah. Um, so I, I tend to, to have people steer away from that kind of stuff just from the potential repercussions of it. But, um, you know, to each his own, like not everybody responds to everything the same way. So like 
that's where like playing with it you know that's I have where you people have to know the detailed, individual like, adjustments yeah like yeah. You give me a detailed uh, uh description of what you had for an entire week along with your sleep quality energy your mental clarity and all that stuff or or, or for three weeks and i can help you pinpoint the foods that that f you throughout that time frame Right? And this, yeah, we're and, holding up our beers right now. Like, <laughs> cheers, brother. Cheers. Oops, sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, like, but that's a social thing. And, and, and really, like, in the environment that we're in right now, we may be running binary right now where we have that sympathetic triggered, but we also have that parasympathetic triggered. So, like, could you eat right now? I could, yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, but you're also excited and stimulated, right? Yeah, yes. For sure. So that's that would be an indicator that you might be running binary right now where both are firing at the same time. Nice. Oh. Okay. Give you an example. Scientific. So now. when you when you are in the middle of a meal and something pisses you off, what happens to your appetite? I lose it. Right. Fight flight. Yeah. Okay. When you're hungry, rest and digest. Yeah. Sympathetic versus parasympathetic. Okay, rest and digest, parasympathetic, fight, flight, sympathetic. Okay, if you're able to be alert and active and be able to potentially fight off a bear right now, but you're also hungry, then... Then you both are going on binary. Yeah, you could, yeah. you could have them both going simultaneously. Yeah. Like at your wedding. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like exciting things that you're engaged you in. Couldn't eat that yeah. day. <laughs> you couldn't? Well, I mean, what about the I, party, though? No, literally. Well, I couldn't eat because everybody kept coming to our damn table. They, they congratulations! Congratulations! Oh, yeah. It's not that Go you couldn't away. eat; it's that they wouldn't let you. <laughs> this eat. is barbecue. Yeah, I'm trying to I eat didn't here. get any of my groom's cake. I just want to say, and I didn't get one piece. You got a groom's cake? Yeah, yeah I wanted I a groom's cake. cake. I didn't get. Oh, mine. I was badass. I picked, it was. They so wouldn't good. let me have mine because I didn't let you have it because, like, we had a we had our wedding. Is this, dude? We had a venue. And I specifically said, I want my grandmother to cook me my cake. I, I cake. I wanted her to do it. And they're like, well, we can't have anything brought in. So I didn't get my cake. Oh, really? My grandmother catered my whole wedding. Plus, you had... Man. Yeah. We're going into something yeah. that we shouldn't you, right you now. Gotta get some, you got to get some hood friends, man. Yeah. They could have got that shit for you. <laughs> well, He's I got some hood friends. <laughs> he does. I do. You know, anyway, that's some, a different story. some smugglers a, in there, It's a beautiful day. So cut to, you move up You move up in X-Endurance to the... So, so how I ended up building X Endurance and or building it the West Coast and then having it translate through the country is is uh, so I was in Southern California and uh, my mom and and friends everybody was in Northern California. Yeah. So I asked them, I'm like, hey, do you guys care if I go up there too? Yeah. They're like, as long as you can pay for yourself, right? So as long as I'm getting enough uh, sales calls or you know enough enough sales enough coming yeah. in. To, to pay for myself. You're like, hell yeah, I'll handle it. You know, that. they're basically yeah. investing in the future that I'm going to be a workhorse and I'm just going to, you know, if, if they're putting money into me, like I'm putting it back in the coffers for them every month plus, right? Well, I did that consistently for a lot of years where I was on the road for a week, two weeks, two and a half weeks at a time, just going gym to gym to gym to gym yeah. to gym to gym yeah. to gym. Right, so like I would spend from the 5 a.m. class all the way to the 8 p.m. class every single day, or four or five days a week, for years. Sampling products, and because yeah. he's done it yeah. at our place for sure. Yeah, so like in that controlled environment, while I'm able to talk to people about something that I'm very versed on, I'm super comfortable. Plus, it's right. not just versed; you're also 
very passionate about it. Right. It, it, it's not just, I know what I'm talking about. Like you. And that's how I come out of my shell. It's like, if I actually know something, like I'll tell you. Yeah. Hence the bees. Yeah. Hence the bees. <laughs> yeah. It Can interested bees. me. So now yeah. we're going to get to where I meet him. Because okay, think yeah, about cool. this. He's in CrossFit and starting in 2011, 2012. Yeah. I'm in CrossFit since 2007. Yeah. We've both been in CrossFit all this time. And I don't know how we didn't meet. I know we were at, because he was at the games. I was at the games. Like he was at Wadapalooza. I was at Wadapalooza. I have no idea how we never met. And then my friend, Amanda, okay, who's from Hawaii, who also uh, I know through Keone and the, you know, the whole Subiono family, you know, Amanda's the one who set up when we did Mad Camp in Hawaii, right? And so I have clients from her. She's one of my great friends. Love her to death. Okay. And she should be on the podcast at some point. Um, she's up. She's pretty awesome. Yeah. There's a shout she, out right there. Like shout her out. Amanda, You're going to be on. <laughs> you got to be on. Yeah, she's legit. Yeah. yeah. So she, I'm at, I'm at Wadapalooza. I can't remember even what year it was. 2016, 2015. I don't know. 2016, maybe. I think I want to say 2016. I'm not sure. But I'm walking by, and oh, no. she, she, when we, when we officially met, yeah, 18, 20, was it 2018? Yeah, because I had just got here. Oh yeah. No, you were just moving here. Was, That's right. I was. I, I don't think you were she, here yet. Yeah. Were you? I had here? just got here. So, Literally, like, we moved to Texas, and then went, I went to Wadapalooza. So I'm walking by. Amanda's working this booth, right? And I'm walking by. What's up, girl? And she's a mad athlete. She's on the program, you know. And she's like, you got to meet this guy. And he was, like, catty corner across the Straight across, the way. Yeah. And if you don't know Wadapalooza, man, there's eight bazillion people walking around. Like, you it's keep describing it. Eventually, crazy. I'm going to go. You to can't hear yourself you, think. You can't. It's, la it's like being at a concert. For three days, like like that, you can't get away from it. <laughs> you can't. I want to go. It's, it's, so, it's fun. Go. It's Just fun the, as hell. The experience. I don't it's it's amazing. Um, it's bigger than the games, as far as people and yeah. really. It's bigger. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The it's, games it's, is more prestigious, but mm -hmm. Wadapalooza is bigger. Um, I, I like both equally in different ways. For sure. Same. Yeah, like, I agree with you. They both are like the number one on. A couple different topics for what they do yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. for what it is like Wadapalooza is insane if you've never been you should yeah i, yeah. I want to go for that it's reason gnarly yeah. uh you get that closer interaction with yeah, athletes yeah. that you don't well, get at the games kind of feels like a vacation and yeah. the games kind of feels like that's business it's, it's business. business yeah yeah oh, yeah. See that. yeah hell yeah yeah so i'm walking by and she grabs me what's up dave oh, we're talking and she's like you gotta meet this guy He's moving to Cedar Park, blah, 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 you know. Um, I, so she drags me over, and we start talking. We say hi, and Spencer goes, hey, try this stuff. And I'm like, no, it's vanilla. I'm not, I don't like vanilla stuff. I don't like vanilla flavored. I'll eat vanilla ice cream, that's it. But anything vanilla flavored, I do not like. And he was like, you're going to like this. And, and I said no, and he was like, oh, you're going to like this. And he still <laughs> gives it to me. Yeah. And it was freaking amazing. <laughs> I loved it, and it so tastes, I was it like, "Tastes like horchata." It it really does. It's it, it's milk, amazing. The milk at the bottom it. of did cinnamon toast crunch. Anything, exactly did you bring anything? Did you bring any samples? Did you bring anything? I don't have the protein with me. It's in my house. I'll bring Where's you some. His house? I'll bring you some. I'll bring I'm, you some. Okay, thank you. He did bring the new. I brought the new packaging. I have I have some new. You know what? Here's what I got. Holla I, I have some boy. of the green. I, I got some some green that I in my car. Because here's what you don't know, Spence. I'm pretty sure after you've met me today, 
you pretty much hired me as your new producer. <laughs> but I'm just saying. I'm in. Without saying, yeah. yeah. We had a side conversation before we hit the record button, but yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure you just hired me as your new producer. Yeah. I sure did. This is <laughs> I, need, I need help. Yeah, I need help. Bad. I got you. Yeah. I got you. Dog. He does. Like he's amazing. Yeah, I I'm got gonna you. tell you. Um, I we actually made fifty three cents. So, uh, so. No, we've what? made close to four dollars. Shut up. <laughs> we, made, we have a sponsor. That you didn't know. We are, we are monetized. Four dollars. And we're just and we're drinking bigger. beer, talking. Yeah. I don't yeah. make four dollars drinking beer, talking. I'm, I'm trying to get sponsored by a gold and silver company. I ain't messing around these days. <laughs> like, I don't need no beer, Spence. So I'm then your we, new producer. We talk, <laughs> and of course, like we hit it off, and he's like, and Amanda's like, Dave makes people really strong, and Spencer's like, I'm kind of already strong, <laughs> and, and and so, but we hit it off, and he's like, okay. You know, we talked a couple times throughout the weekend. He's like, whenever we get back, I'll hit you up. And then so he hits me up. He comes in. He wants to. Um, and I am, I'll be honest with you, I'm totally not the guy. It, as a box owner, everybody wants you to sell their stuff all the time. Yep. Every day. Literally every day I get emails, calls, sell my stuff. This is that. Buy this protein, this whatever, anything. Snake and, I'm, and I'm like. It's all, it's all snake oil. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I'm crazy. like, I don't want to so do that. Bad. I'm not, so bad. I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. I like coaching people. That's what I like. Yep. And then and the more I, I talked to him, the more I hung out with him, I got into X Endurance literally because of him. Because he's like, hey, I did this research. Look at this. Boom, boom, boom. Yep. The way you've talked about it so far, I'm like, yeah, I, I'm already like looking yeah. at the bait. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. should I bite? When am I gonna bite? So yeah. I'm, you already got me, bro. Well, and like, so. well, and then he was like, "Well, look, this is what we want to do for the boxes from a business perspective." Yeah, you know, and it was a whole different layout, and I was like, "Wow!" And um, and so then eventually I was like, "Okay, I'm in," and it, it kind of worked because I've been around for a while, and he just moved to Texas, and I knew folks, and, and I could introduce and him. And to I, people. I want to try because shouts to my boy John, who works over at Nutra Shop here, and uh, we're in Cedar yeah, Park. Yeah, you know, and I he's know John. Giving, yeah, you know John. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. Uh, he's given me a lot of samples, which I've tried. Some I've liked, some I don't like. Right. But he practices what he preaches because he literally gives me like. This is what I like. This is what you're not going to like. He knows his stuff. You know yeah, John. Yeah. yeah. Um, and same thing with you. I see the conviction coming out of you the same way I see with John. It's the passion. Exactly. Like he, and yeah. he does research. And he'll just text me randomly out of the blue. Like we haven't talked in a couple weeks. He's like, Dave, like this is, this is a new thing coming out. And this because of this, this, and then I'm like, damn, okay. And then he's like, hey, you need to make sure that when you're taking this supplement, this and that, blah, 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 blah. Um, oh, yeah. And I'm going to be misusing supplements. Yeah. Crazy. That, yeah. And I, I'm going to be honest with you. Before he came along, I was the coach that had three bangs a day. I only have one a day. Three. No, oh, I will fix oh, that. He's already. He's going. <laughs> oh, what do you mean you're going to fix that? You don't want me to drink it anymore? Better. You got something better. Three. Way better. I had three like, a day. Dude, you'll, you'll never go back. Really? This stuff's it. Okay, so there's 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 a, a company called uh, Alpha Size, or okay. there's a company called Chemi Nutra that is based out of Italy, and they're a, a pharmaceutical manufacturer. So they actually make pharmaceutical ingredients. Well, they make an ingredient called Alpha Size, which is the only clinically proven alpha GPC in the world to break the blood brain barrier and actually increase brain function. I need right? a little bit of that. Well, Alpha GPC. Their 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 main guy in the U.S. is here in Austin. Right, so I've been able to dive in and listen to uh, him speak a couple times, and then go and do my own research on this stuff. And like, 
and 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 please don't take this guy out of context. I am not making this claim at all, but from my perspective, the alpha size and, and the product that we have it in, which is our focus, it, that is the closest thing to what that guy took in that movie, Limitless, that is actually available to the public. And it is not that. I am not making that claim. But <laughs> oh. yeah. this stuff, like, for for yeah. having better cognitive function but also having a much calmer demeanor because the way that it works is it, it can trigger, like I was talking earlier, the two parts of the central nervous system simultaneously right so this this product has clinicals that are proven for increasing brain function by some pretty significant stuff and then they accidentally found a whole bunch of performance enhancing stuff along with it yeah mm. right so our focus product would be like our equivalent to a pre-workout or an energy drink or yeah but it doesn't have the negative side effects that you would have with high levels of caffeine prior to going into a CrossFit workout because the caffeine is, is decreasing your blood flow. It's a vasoconstrictor. So high volumes of caffeine before you do a CrossFit wad is one of the worst things you could do because you're cutting off oxygen from what you're breathing as muscles. well as yeah. from the caffeine restricting. Yeah. Right? Well, the way the alpha size and the caffeine and the focus those work together. So it actually helps to keep your, your blood flow going and not shutting off because the amount of caffeine exceeds what would typically cause that restriction. It's gnarly. It's awesome. Yeah. That, oh yeah. You see what I'm talking about? It's wow. so, it's so cool. And like first time you, you try it with it in a water or just even in replacement of you'll, you'll never go back. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm tired of giving Bang all my money. I'm not. I'm not going to say <laughs> I haven't had. No, I, I haven't had a Bang because a couple years ago at Wadapalooza they were giving out free Bangs and I had a bunch of Bangs that day because it well, was like, crazy. And Bang but, is, but in all in all truth, you guys didn't have Focus that, at that time. No, no, so. Focus came out last year. But yeah. see, Bang is so prevalent in the in the wrestling community. All oh, of course, is like we we just drink Bangs like like that's like a, a, a ritual right now for me. Before a show. What is super creatine? There is no, it, it's not real. It's not real. <laughs> it's not real. It's marketing. Right? It's, it's marketing. It's just creatine. Right. It's, there's no it's such thing creatine. as a super creatine. The only creatine that's some worth. super beer. Yeah, the only super creatine beer. that's worth anybody's money. Right. Is Creapure. That's the only creatine in the world that anybody should actually And I was with take. you when you talked to that guy yeah. about Bang. We were there. Yes. It was at the Rogue. Invitational. How many cans of bang to get five grams I, of I creatine? I think he said it was like 300 or something yep. like that. 300 so cans Spencer, <laughs> to get five grams of so, creatine. So Spencer knows the guys at Creapure, and they were there. And so we're walking around, and I went to help, to help him at the X Endurance. Him and Big Mike was there, right? Yeah, Big Mike. Big Mike's a wrestler, by the way. Yeah, Mason Beck. Mason Beck. Why yeah. does that name sound familiar? Colby yeah. Lopez is one of his best friends. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you know. Uh, I know who Colby yeah. Lopez is. Yeah. My wife is a big fan of Colby. He was in his wedding. No he way. He was at Mike's wedding, yeah. And Col and Colby's uh I'm not gonna say that yet. But <laughs> yeah, Colby's Colby's one of Mike's best friends. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Mike's awesome. Mike Dude, is you, fun. You know so Colby so, is right. yeah, so yeah. what okay. we're doing with X Endurance now, Mike Barron's is is absolutely crushing right now. Yeah. 
that that guy i'm so impressed with with his devotion to stuff and 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 how he gets things done and, and just how he goes about his day-to-day -day. like mike's amazing he's a fun guy he's awesome i put i yeah. put a picture of him and i up on on instagram that weekend i'll show it to you when we're done um yeah yeah he him, mike's cool mike's awesome so we're there okay we um i made a, a huge error i thought it was a friday saturday sunday thing but it wasn't friday it was just saturday sunday mm -hmm. right so i show up on i flew in thursday night Right um, on Friday, I drive there and I go to pull into Rogue, and I'm like, and the guy's like, "Hey, it's not till tomorrow." I'm like, "What?" So then I I, I go it's literally the next exit is it's literally the next ex exit is um, where you know Kyle went to Ohio State, uh, I think it's Mapperfy Soccer Stadium or whatever, and that's where they're having like you know fest yeah, metal yeah. festival. Um, it was called Sonic. Sonic Temple Metal, metal Fest, right? Okay. Yeah. So I'm like, crap, dude. I freaking parked the car, scalped some tickets, and went to Metal Fest. He calls me that afternoon, and there was some huge news in the uh, in the um, the nutrition industry. I think Advocare was changing some stuff. Oh, yeah. Remember that? And yeah. I'm literally walking away from stages talking to you on the phone. Yeah. And, um, and so we're, uh, he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, <laughs> Metal Fest. He was like, who are you with? I'm like, nobody, dude. I'm with 8 million people what? I don't know. And he had gone to Florida that time prior. Yeah. And I was like, yep, That's you dead. do you. <laughs> oh, I could go. I could. We could do a whole podcast just on that weekend. I'm not lying. We got to um, go do one of those yeah, weekends. Yeah, uh, anytime, bro. I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready. ready. <laughs> I told somebody, like, I don't care if it's freaking, what's his name? Kenny whatever Ches not no, kenny no. chesney but kenny g kenny g <laughs> kenny g has a concert and i'm going and i'm starting a mosh pit <laughs> Dude, baby making music. i need a mosh pit so bad you have no idea uh, that's, um, hey, for real that's some sleeping so music we, that ain't baby we come back music. the next day and i and i come up and meet with him and we you know we're working the floor and doing all the stuff and and during we like take a break and walk over and the guys are uh creapure guys and they're from germany right yep. And so they have this accent or whatever. Stephen. Yeah. And Stefan was, and that's what he said. He said, oh, we did research on the bang and blah, 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 blah. And yeah. he was like, you have to have 300 bangs to get five grams of creatine. Yeah. And I was like, what? But that's because when it's liquid, marketing. it doesn't, it like messes it up or something. If it's in the liquid too long and it's not usable by your body. It's so that's it's so there's a, only enough creatine for them to put the name creatine on it, which does nothing for so you. So, speaking of creatine, like before there, there I could met easily him, be yeah. a class action lawsuit if if enough people got upset with it because them but putting nobody cares. super they creatine at the top, they like feel good because it's caffeine, it's, and you're it's ready false to roll. advertising. Yeah, same. And don't get me wrong, man. I loved Bang, man. Bang was my. I still drink it because again, it, it's like it's a thing in the wrestling business right now. Like we just drink these things because before a show, we everybody drink it. does it. Exactly, everybody yeah. does it, and it gets yeah. us like kind of hype before yeah. the show. Well, I mean, it's caffeine. Exactly, it's who doesn't it's love a, It's a caffeine high. It's right. not actually doing anything to help us. Right. It's just putting us at a at a level higher. Exactly, it's, it's a stimulant. Yeah. We're yeah. stimulated. Like, yeah, we're gonna do the show, and that's what it is. So. For the most part, like I'm not, I'm not necessarily a fan of of the that type of product. Um, the caffeine stuff doesn't bother me at all. Like I get it. Like caffeine's caffeine. Like people are gonna get it somewhere. Uh, where I have a 
a no-fly zone is anything artificial at all. Like any artificial sweeteners, yeah. colors, dyes, like any of that stuff. Like so, does no X Endurance product has artificial sweeteners? No. 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 The so the foundation of X Endurance started in the late '90s. Sandy produced a couple a uh, couple products. The Joint Formula being one of the two, and then uh, our our multivitamin being the second. So we've been making pharmaceutical grade research dose vitamins for the medical community in Europe since the late 90s. And then we developed a sports performance in the right around 2008, 2009. And then people know us from the sports performance, yeah. but I can Especially tell you that you, you won't find wellness products that even come close anywhere. See, I'm, I'm reading this. On, okay, hold on. Full disclosure here, guys. I'm reading your endurance package. So I, I'm reading it right here. It says endurance. Uh, joint, joint, joint four. Yeah. Uh, joint health slash joint movement. And I, I flip it over in the back, all right? And it goes through joint four. Four. Here are the four. Four proven ingredients at research uh, dosages. One, glucosamine. Two, uh I'm going to butcher this name because I'm not a very good reader. Uh, <laughs> Chondroit. Chondroitin, thank you. And both of those help maintain joint health. Uh, three, uh, Bos Boswellia. 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 Boswellia, all right. And MSM uh, helps respond to inflammatory. Inflammatory. Yes. Thank you. It's an Drink another beer. Go get your third beer. <laughs> I know, get yeah. my third beer. But why, I'm, why I kind of giggled while I'm reading this is because I have a bad wheel. I had knee surgery. Uh, I went under the knife. I did. Uh, ACL surgery on my left knee. It is just the doctor even told me after because of how I tore it wrestling. He's like, "You're never gonna be the same. You're just never gonna be the same." I don't ever take that for. I don't, I don't. <laughs> Says the guy who can throw ninety miles an hour. <laughs> but that's why. That's why. And again, you know, that's no. why I'm looking at you right now, and I'm like, "Wait a minute. The man never had a well, surgery. He so, can okay. still throw it ninety. Okay. So, so when, yeah, when I first you started, talk about when I first started with Dave. Okay. So, so I am my own worst enemy when it comes to <laughs> Aren't we all getting injured Same. in the CrossFit weightlifting space, right? Yeah. So, like, my pride gets in the way. That's the only reason why I get injured. It's because of myself. Like, I put well, all that's the all blood. of us here. Hold my beer. So, yeah, yeah. So, right, yeah. like, I, you know, like. I go through cycles in my life where like there's only certain types of workouts that I'll do in the amount of time that I have. So I get pretty like routine with stuff. And, you know, uh, for quite some time before I moved to Texas, like that routine, just because of the limited amount of time that I had to do stuff, like my right patella tendon was just destroyed. Okay. Right. I, I tweaked it doing a hang clean with some pretty decent weight on there. Uh, and then, if you don't know this, he's strong as. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm picking That's another that up. bleep for you. Okay, yeah, I'm working on this podcast. But. We even got him in his late 30s to be stronger mm -hmm. than he ever well, has. More, been. a lot more flexible too. A lot yeah. more mobile. Well, and, and we touched on this in our conversation about my my injury. Yeah. So I tore my ACL mm -hmm. wrestling, and doctor tells me. You're you're never wrestling again. You're never playing basketball again. Good luck, buddy. But we're gonna do the surgery. Fine. They took a piece of my my hamstring, rebuilt my ACL. Rehab was supposed to be um, eighteen months. They're like eighteen months of, of rehab. Blah blah blah. Because of the way you tore it. Mm -hmm. I came back in nine. Yeah. I, I came back nine months strong. Doctor looks at me and goes, technically 
you're good. You can do whatever you want. Do I recommend it? Not at all. Of course not. Of course not. They, you're right. They want you to sit on your ass. Exactly. But I came back and I've been. <laughs> yep. I've been. That's right. I've been back at it. But they need their customers. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> but their business. I've been having. I have my times where I'm like I'm feeling 100. percent Yeah, yeah. And then I, yeah, I yeah. go back down. I come back up. I come back mm-hmm. down. And it's just every time my wheel just starts to. But anyway, what I'm getting at is, glucosamine. That's the big key right here. No. Um, Glucosamine on its own doesn't have the same type of, of response that it, it does when it's when it's mixed with the others. There's a there's a certain supplement, and again, I, I don't know because I, I love my wife, yeah. but she gives me a certain dietary supplement that she's like, take this, it's going to help with your knee. And for the most part, when I'm on it regularly, I'm okay, and I have noticed a difference. But when I stop and I forget because I'm an idiot, and if my wife doesn't put things out in front of me and I don't see it, I'm just like, oh, what? Because I'm a big, dumb idiot. Because you're a dude. Exactly. I'm a dude. So if it's not in front of me, I'm like, I don't know. I'm going to take it. But if yeah, it's in yeah. front of me, I'm like, okay, i got to take it. So I'm but, a huge advocate for people taking products that they understand how much of an impact it makes that mm-hmm. they refuse to stop taking it. If you are taking something that you forget to take, why? It's not working. Yeah. So maybe it could just potentially be like a placebo. Yeah, I mean, like obviously, like there's <laughs> well, definitely placebo effect there, works. There, They've done research on yeah, that. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's, you know, the psyche is extremely powerful. Right. Um, you know, and and not to pigeonhole it completely because there's there's variables, lots of variables involved. But like the the way that I I suggest people uh, start with our products is. You know, if they're going to start with more than one, like I don't want the products to affect the same types of systems so that you can get a clear understanding of what they're doing. But you could start a brand new product of ours about every week and you'll notice the difference. That's how quick it is, right? Typically, I'll say like if you're trying something for a month and you don't notice a difference, then it didn't do anything. That's why most people change their protein flavor and brand every time they go into the, the yeah, vitamin store. Yeah, most people buy whatever the cheapest. I'll try that this week or I'll try oh, that look, this week. Oh look, cookies and cream. Yeah. Oh it's look, cause they, it's because it doesn't work. Fruit it, it doesn't work. It's right. exactly. They're selling. Yeah. They're selling bullshit, right? BCAAs that are sold, they don't absorb they don't work standard bcaa products don't do anything that they make the claims to do and there's there's data that suggests that they are worthless right so if you're going to get branched chain amino acids it needs to come from a protein protein. that gets broken down into a polypeptide which is a bunch of amino acids connect together then your body can pick and choose what it needs, right? So it needs to come in a, in, a, in a form that your body can recognize. And these single amino acids that they blend together, the the only reason they're selling it to you is because they're super cheap. And they can, they can blow smoke up everybody's ass because branch chain amino acids from proteins work. But if you just abbreviate and say BB or BCAAs, yeah, BCAAs yeah. people are like, oh, they got the same thing in it. No, no, they don't. Right? There's no science that suggests that BCA products do anything more than a placebo would. Right? But you take them because somebody told you that you should. There you go. Because you did do your own research. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right? You don't understand how the cell works. Like your body looks for complete things that it doesn't have to expend other energies to do. So if you have single amino acids passing through your system, there may be a few here and there that the cells pick up to use, but if you're looking at it from a cost analysis, if, if you're a cell, and let's say that the these three beers that, that Dave have right here. 
Oh, with Miss Tequila. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The tequila, and we're gonna tequila. get a few more here. Okay, so let's just say this this cluster I'm over about here. To send Russell on a beer run. This is a this is a a, a polypeptide. Okay. Yes. Yeah. That one I'll right connect. there. That's just a single amino acid. Now, if you if you were able to reach out and expend the exact same amount of energy, which one of those would you, you would take? get? This one. The polypeptide. Every time, right? Yeah. It's because got it more costs value. the same. Yeah. When you're when you're bringing things into the into it's the cell, when, you're, when your ribosomes are in there saying like this is what I want, this is not what I want, right? Yeah. They're picking where they can get the biggest bang for the buck. Right. Right. And if you're taking really cheap shit, your body's not gonna pick it. You're just gonna pee it out because it's worthless. Yeah. Because it's just passing right? through. Yeah. That's yeah, why yeah. your pee is neon and it stinks. <laughs> right? It's because all those additives and all those things that weren't in a good form for your body to, to use just went right back out of you.